So yeah. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Good. Good. That's a good start. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, as I mentioned in the uh, previous podcast, it looks like, I don't know what it looks like with Tom Brady. I'm about to say he's maybe not retiring, but I don't know. The news shifts faster than the wind around here, and uh, nobody knows what's going to happen. Let's see, Tom Brady. News. Break silence. I'm still going through the process. Okay, so nothing. Nothing new. I don't know. But I still feel like, I mean... for that many people to be reporting it and for it to be that much of a thing, it didn't just come from nowhere. These people aren't about to, they're not about to break news that's from the ether as much as anybody wants to, you know, laugh at Adam Schefter and ESPN and stuff like that. They're Even if they're wrong, even if they're dead wrong, I'm not saying that this makes it right and they're correct and it's accurate. <laughs> I'm just saying they're not... Nobody would be stupid enough to pull something just completely out of their ass without, you know, talking to a bunch of sources and whatnot. Uh, now, when it comes to Tom Brady, the one thing is, unless I talk to him, unless, unless Adam Schefter was standing next to Tom Brady and Tom Brady said, hey, Schefter, I'm retiring, <laughs> then I wouldn't be comment, I wouldn't be reporting on it. See, that's the difference. Dude, I'm so stiff this morning. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the cause of all of, all of my body aches is the iPhone 13 because it's I I held off on the iPhone 12 because I remember going to the store, going to Best Buy and picking one up, like you know the display thing that they have tethered to that security cord and holding it, and I said nope, never. I said, okay, I guess as long as they're going to keep putting out this model, I'm, I'm going to be an iPhone 11 for life guy because that's, that's what I like. I like, the, I like the skinnier phone. It fits better. I think, it's, I think it looks it's more sleek. I have, a, uh, I have a Samsung Galaxy 10 something. I don't even know anymore. Note plus 10 thing that... Just as <laughs> it takes the it takes great pictures. It's a great phone. Those Samsungs are those Galaxy phones are fantastic. I'm never going to be a full time Galaxy person. I you know the iPhone just has too much of what I like and need at this point. But Androids, you know, there's great phones out there. What's this now, Tom Brady? What is this? What are they talking about now? They've got a picture of him. What is this? What is this? Night saying it's day to day. Today he announced on his Instagram page he's officially retiring oh. from the National Football League. And I'm huh. going to read here what he posted. He said, I've always believed the sport of football is an all-in proposition. If a 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And its success is what I love so much about our game. There is a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every single day that allowed me to maximize my highest potential. And I have tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. This is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I have loved my NFL career, and now it is time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. 
and I believe it actually goes on. If you can click over oh there. I've done a lot of reflecting the past week, and I've asked myself difficult questions. And I am so proud of what we have achieved. My teammates, coaches, fellow competitors, and fans deserve 100% of me. But right now, it's best that I leave the field of play to the next generation of dedicated and committed athletes. To my Bucks teammates, the past two years, I love you guys, and I've loved going to battle with you. You have dug so deep to challenge yourself, and it inspired me to wake up every day and give you my best. I am always here for you guys and want to see you continue to push yourselves to be the best. I couldn't be happier with what we accomplished together. And one more screen to all the Bucks fans. Thank you. I didn't know what to expect when I arrived here, but your support and embrace have enriched my life and that of my family. I have been honored to play for such a passionate and fun fan base. What a crew. And the city of Tampa, the entire St. Petersburg region, thank you. It has been wonderful to be a resident of such a fun place to live. I wanted to be invited to our ne next boat parade and to the Glazer family, and that's the owner of the Buccaneers. Thank you for taking a chance on me and supporting me. I know it was demanding at times, but you provided everything we needed to win. And your ownership, if we could drop the uh, breaking news uh, label there, I could read the rest of that. Thank you. Uh, and your ownership was everything a player could ask for. Is there more? So those are comments from Tom Brady posting on his Instagram. Seems like there's more, but... I'm sure there is more there, but that gives yeah. you just a bit. I'm not sure if he had any message to Patriots fans on there at all. Well, well, let's go find out then. Wow, what a fortuitous uh, timing here. Let's see. Tommy Brady with one new Instagram post. Where's the thing? Oh, okay. Tension together and ask for to jason licht i still don't like like licht light licht licht thank you for your daily support and friendship i'll never forget it i had never been through free agency and i had some trepidation about how we could achieve success your leadership gave me confidence and i will always be grateful to my head coach bruce arians Thanks for putting up with me. Your firm leadership and guidance were ideal. There's no way we could have had success without your experience, intuition, and wisdom. I'm very grateful. To all the Bucks coaches, my sincere thanks for all the hard work, dedication, and discipline that goes into creating a winning team. I've learned so much from all of you and will value the relationships we have. To every, si Jesus to every single Bucks staffer and employee, thank you. Each of you is critically important. And I was greeted with a smile every day. That means so much to me. Your work is made up of long hours and hard tasks. But please know I see each and every one of you. Thanks. Thank you so much. To Alex Guerrero, thank you. I could never have made every Sunday without you. It's that simple. Your dedication to your crafts is just long. And our friendship and brotherhood, of which, who am I to talk, are immeasurable. We have un an unbreakable bond, and I love you. To Don Yee and Steve Dubin, thank you. You've been with me. Every step of the way since I left the University of Michigan before I entered the league. What a journey it's been, and I couldn't do it without you. To my parents, an entire family, an extended family of countless friends, I love you and thank you for your never-ending support and love. I could never have imagined the time and energy you have given me for the past 30 years in football. I can never repay you, and just know I love you so much. And lastly, to my wife, Giselle, and children, Jack, Benny, and Vivi, his kid's named Jack Benny, like the, t oh, Jack comma Benny. To my children, Jack Benny. <laughs> like, wow, he's a, he's a fan of uh, old comedian talk show hosts from like the 50s. Okay, Jack 
Benny and Vivi. You are my inspiration. Our family is my greatest achievement. I'm going to do... This is my Tom Brady imitation. I have come... I always came off the field and home... What? I always came off the field? That's... It's better than coming on the field. All right, all right, read the thing. I always came off the field and home to the most loving and supportive wife who has done everything for our family to allow me to focus on my career, whose her selflessness allowed me to reach new heights professionally and beyond words, what you mean to me and to our family. Oh, he's still, back in Gene Levanche, he's still reading the whole thing. Te amo, amor, da minha vida. My playing career has been such a thrilling ride and far beyond my imagination and full of ups and downs. When you're in it every day, you really don't think about any kind of ending. As I sit here now, however, I think of all the great players and coaches I was privileged to play with and against. The competition was fierce and deep. Just how we like it. That's what she said. But the friendships and relationships are just as fierce and deep. I will remember and cherish these memories and revisit them often. I feel like the luckiest person in the world. The future is exciting. I'm fortunate to have confounded incredible companies to confounded to co-found incredible companies like Autograph. Okay, who cares? Your stupid overpriced hats. I'm excited to continue to help build and grow. And exciting, exactly what my days will look like will be a work in progress. As I said earlier, I'm going to take it day by day. There's not a football player alive who doesn't love to say, whether they're talking about games or anything else. We're just going to take it day by day. One day at a time, one game at a time, day by day. I mean, all the sports cliches. You're just programmed. He's like right off the sports conveyor belt. It's wonderful. I know for sure I want to spend a lot of time giving to others and trying to enrich other people's lives, just as so many have done for me. With much love, appreciation, and gratitude, Tom. And uh, I'm sure the I'm sure the posts, uh, the next post that he's going to make will certainly mention. Uh, the New England Patriots fans, just as he's mentioned Tampa Bay, what a great city Tampa Bay is, and how great everybody in Tampa Bay. Surely he's got a post about Boston coming up, right? Because Boston's just as fun as Tampa, right? Right? <laughs> They've got duck boats. Boston has duck boats. Oh, well, there you go. It's official. Look at the guy's putting on his, he's still putting on his lapel mic. This is how, boy, they must have. I don't think any of us can be surprised, Gene. I mean, I listened to that whole interview last night. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Butch Stearns talking Brady. Is that a picture of him with Brady in the background? It must be. Anyway, God, they all have, like, you have to have. If you're going to be a sports guy, you have to have your home sports office has to have, like, yeah, you got to have a football helmet, and you got to have a baseball bat and a glove. And I mean, really, when it comes to sports memorabilia, like when you think about if you're a fan of, like, I don't know, Marvel superheroes and Star Wars and video games and Transformers and pro wrestling, there's just so much stuff. There's action figures and there's just crazy Funko, you know, pop figures and all these. There's just a million different sort of figures and games and toys and lights and just, you know, look at any any YouTuber or Twitch Twitcher 
worth a damn. And look at their setup. I think a great setup is like Brian Altano from IGN has like just an insane amount of cool crap in the background. Just it's just crap. But he's got stuff. Everybody's got this cool stuff. With sports, it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess some baseballs, some f- football, and some some jerseys, a baseball bat, a, f- a football helmet, a basketball, a hockey puck, <laughs> a golf ball. Like, there's not much, you know, and, and yes, I know a lot of the stuff that I mentioned for video games and toys and things, you can get that for... You, know, you can get sports action figures and bobbleheads and f- pop, you know, Funko type things and pictures and you know, there's there is there's a lot of stuff, but uh, a lot of these guys just have. And eh, Butch Stearns on Boston Twenty Five. It's not the most exciting background. It's a lot of pictures of uh, him with sports people and like his family and stuff. And he's just got like a bit. I feel like he was just like, ah, oh, shit. When the pandemic started, he's like, man, people have to see my house now. I better get a football helmet or something. So I feel like he just went out and got like a <laughs> – he just got a package of baseballs, a Patriots helmet, baseball bat, a couple other things and said, all right. Because I love looking at some of these guys, you know, when it's like an NFL coach or like a, a big-time, you know, ESPN, NFL Network, any of these guys who probably made millions and millions of dollars playing or coaching – and now they're making millions of dollars uh, as an analyst uh, or a TV personality on on one of the sports networks. And I like their ba- their background is like rich mahogany shelves filled with sports books and yeah, baseball. But they also have like tons of trophies and all their all their cool stuff. Uh, Dan Patrick is probably the best example to me of what a great the man cave as he calls it and he's got his guys sitting out in the in the outer area that he talks to on the who are part of the show um but also producing and booking guests and that kind of thing uh and then you've got dan and when the camera is on dan which it mostly is because he's the host of the dan patrick show you see i, I it's it's fun to watch because you know one time I was watching uh, you know, a million years ago. Was was my sister's boyfriend at the time, uh, who was a doofus, and uh, <laughs> she would agree with that. Uh, and I was watching. It was just up early, and I was watching Mike and Mike. So I'm like, it was the you know Fourth of July, and there's there's not much. Most of the sport there's not much. That Fourth of July week is one of the worst sports weeks of the year. You know, it's. What's what's there to watch? The hot dog eating contest, and you know, not not a hell of a lot else. It's some baseball games, I guess. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty lame, and it's you know, you're a few weeks away from NFL training camps and stuff like that. So I'm just like, I don't know. I gotta I gotta watch. I get I need something talking about sports. I'll put on Mike and Mike. So I was listening, and they were both on Mike, Greeny, and Golick. Uh, amazingly enough, during that that week, that's mostly a vacation week. They were both on the air, so I was. I was watching them. Listen, he's like, I don't know how anybody can watch sports talk radio. I mean, what's what's there to watch? I'm like, well, I guess the fact that I don't have a radio nearby, uh, this is this is my option. I'm so yeah. Sorry, sorry if I've offended you, but I'm watching them. I just enjoy. Obviously, I'm not the only one because everybody 
10 years, go back 10 years, seriously. Were any of these people on TV? I mean, if you go back to 2000, whatever, 5, 2006, Mike and Mike were on ESPN2. You could watch them. And who else? Uh, nobody. I Mike, oh, maybe Mike and uh, the Mad Dog on the Yes Network. You could watch them. Uh Howard Stern, not a sports guy, but you could watch, you know, you had to pay to watch him on, it was on the the E! Show. That was probably, I mean, right? Wasn't that probably the first one to do, like, to do a a telecast of the radio show? Which Howard Stern is, you know, that show was made for TV because back in the day it was, you know, all the, the characters that he had in the studio, whether it was celebrity interviews, whether it was uh you know the the strippers and thing the porn stars and things like that um or the whack pack or you know they were playing games and stuff that sounded really funny and you know theater of the mind you can picture it in your head as you're listening to it on the uh, on the radio but that was a perfect you know listen to the whole thing on the radio and then on saturday night turn on the e channel at uh what was it like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock something like that and then watch uh Watch some highlights of the of the past week. It was great, and then after that, it was like, yeah. I mean, Imus was on. He was on Fox Fox Business News. Or Imus in the morning on the Fox Business News channel. Uh and yeah, Mike and Mike to me, Francesa and and Mad Dog, I guess, and Mike and Mike were the first to do it televised, and then. Dan Patrick left ESPN, and I think it was shortly after that that he had a deal with DirecTV where we were watching his show. You could see him. But now it's everybody. Now you can see everybody. Turn on, I mean, Boston, uh, the NBC Sports Boston, from now until the end of the day, you can watch all the local Boston guys doing their radio show. And they have nice studios for the most part. It's like, and I'm sure every other city, any city that has a sports channel probably has the same. Yeah, 10 o'clock, you can watch Zolak and Bertrand. Bertrand. I always want to say Bertram. Then you watch Felger and Maz from 2 to 6. And uh, and then it's, uh, you know, then the, if there's a Celtics game on or something, that's what you have. But uh, Toucher and Rich, you can watch those guys who are also on the Sports Hub, but you have to watch it on Twitch. I wish they were on NBC thing, but hey, it's cool. I've, I watch them on Twitch sometimes. Uh, Colin Cowherd, he's on Fox Sports FS1 every day. Jim Rome, who was one of the last ones uh, to to do a, a simulcast, he's on CBS Sports every day. So you kind of <laughs> and and the Peacock has like Mike Florio, then Dan Patrick, then Rich Eisen, then. Um, is it brother, brother from another? Is that the name of it? With the, I can't. I don't know their names. The the guy. Oh my gosh, it's completely escaped me. Who used to be do the his and hers thing on ESPN with Jamel Hill? Anyway, he's got a show. Uh, but they all uh, McLovin, who was just until until December was a long time. You know, one of the Danettes on the Dan Patrick show. He has uh, what the hell is it called? whatever the hell it's called i don't know pearl off and it it seems like a good like they're good personalities I, but it's 
every like seemingly every major sports radio has a, has some kind of television show simulcast. And the local ones here in Boston, you can certainly watch those. I'm sure if you go to New York, Chicago, any of the big cities that have their own local, you know, NBC Sports Chicago or whatever it is. Um, obviously, New York has MSG and Yes and uh, and those kind of SN- SNY, um, which I don't get any of those channels anymore. Uh, not since, boy, it's been a long time. Not since we lived in Florida and had DirecTV. Comcast out here had SNY for like 10 minutes. I remember flipping around one time and like, whoa, SNY. Let me just check. Maybe they... SNY. Huh? 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 Nope. No, nothing. Anyway. Uh, but they, you know, they all have their, their guys. But it's just funny how I think back to 2006 when that doofus was like, why would anybody want to watch sports radio? It's like, I don't know, to get your sports information. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. And then, like, okay, you're, it's to me, it's interesting. Like, to watch, you, you're hearing it on the radio, and now you get to see two guys. What are their mannerisms? Do they actually hate each other? Maybe, maybe that doesn't come across on radio, and then you watch it on TV, and you see, like, oh, these guys, they hate each other. They're, they can't wait to break up. Mike and Mad Dog can't wait to go their separate ways. <laughs> Golick and Greeny, this is this is coming to an end. They are tired of each other, man. Uh, and now it's yeah. Now everybody is on radio and TV, which I guess means people like what. And it's not just like you're. Wa- it's not that you're just watching. You know, if it was just a guy with a headset on in a studio and there's nothing to see, it's like yeah. I guess what is the point of this? But when they're talking about for sports in particular, you're talking about the game that happened yesterday. You're talking about, you know, somebody's career and their highlights. You know, all day everybody's going to be talking officially. You know, Brady retires. Now they can really talk about it and say, okay, he's retired. That's what's on Fox uh, Boston right now. Is That's the only thing that's going to be on until for the next hour until they go off the air. And uh, so it's like, well, yeah, you can listen to it and get everything you need to know. All the all the hot takes and the opinions and everything, but if you're watching it, then you get to see uh, you know you see highlights of Brady's career. You see pictures of I mean it's you know there's there's extra stuff. That's all. When Mike and Mike were talking about sports, they would put they would cut to sports clips that they were talking about. I don't know what's so difficult. Like, nobody's gonna watch sports radio on TV. Well, yeah, actually, I'm watching it right now and. Clearly so is somebody else. Otherwise, this wouldn't be on TV. And now everybody's on TV. So I guess I wasn't the only one, pal. Thanks for coming. Uh, anyway. So, so yeah. It's, it's, the, it's officially the end. I'm very sad. It's not like I'm so sad it's going to ruin my day. But I'm just like, oh, man. I really, uh, I really wish... <laughs> I really wish he'd come back for one more so we could have had that. The full Derek Jeter, Kobe Bryant kind of, hey, this is the farewell tour. We're going to get to see him one last time. But, yeah, he's like, he's sort of, he's he's not that, he's not that guy. He's really not. He's like super competitive. But as far as ego and stuff, 
Like, he wants, he has to be the best, he needs to be the best. Anything, any glimpse of not being the best, and that's, that's not good enough. So obviously, something happened, and, and I mean, even though ending, ending your career on that huge comeback to tie it up, and, uh, you know, it was a, it was a field goal, <laughs> field goal difference from uh, moving on and seeing Tom Brady play uh, against the 49ers last week and going home and being done forever. It's not a bad game to go out on. And there's people, too, who are like, oh, man, I'll bet he wishes he had retired last year after winning the Super Bowl. Like, I don't think he cares. Do you think Tom Brady is bothered by the fact that he's not going to end his career on a Super Bowl? The dude has seven. The Patriots said, we don't want you anymore. And he went to Tampa Bay and said, fuck you, and won a Super Bowl. And then he came back, and he, he made it to the divisional round playoffs. And if he wanted to come back next year, he could probably do it again. But he's probably also seeing the fact that, like, man, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling good getting to the end of the season. But the seasons are long, man. They're not getting any shorter. And, yeah, I, I don't, you know. It's, uh, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong. Like it doesn't have to be John Elway helicoptering into the, (laughs) into the goal line, the diving play to win the game, winning, you know, two super after never winning a super bowl and then getting two, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be Peyton Manning winning the big super bowl. I mean, Peyton, that's the thing too. Peyton Manning ended his career with a super bowl win and nobody's saying like, oh man, Peyton Manning was the all-star of that game. He was the MVP. He was the guy who it was the defense. He was uh he was you know, he just he crawled across the finish line on that one. Brady is like, you're always gonna say, like nobody's nobody's sitting here saying, like, ah, oh, what if what if Favre just had one more year? No, Favre had a great, like, holy shit, we thought he was done a bunch of times, and then in 2009 he had that incredible year with the Vikings where it seemed like, oh, my God, these guys could could win the Super Bowl. And then he had that second year with the Vikings, and it was kind of like, meh. And he got injured, and he just kind of he limped his way to the end. So nobody sat there at the end and said, man, what if Brett Favre came back for one more season? No, it would be very bad. What if, what if Peyton Manning came back for one more season with the Broncos? Uh-uh. That, wouldn't, that wouldn't go so well. But now you're forever you'll be able to say, like, yeah, what if Brady came like you can always speculate because it's very possible that Brady could come back and uh and win another Super Bowl. He came pretty damn close this year, all things considered. So heh, he's going out, he's going out on a high he's he's on a high note. He really is. Just because you're not winning the Super Bowl in your final season, your final game, doesn't mean you're not going on a high note. It just means you didn't win the Super Bowl this time. Oh, so sad. <laughs> you didn't get an eighth Super Bowl championship. <laughs> He's doing okay. And if he had left, yeah, of course, if he left last year, it would have been like, wow, what an unbelievable ending. There is something to be said for that. But also this year, there was no reason to believe that they wouldn't win another Super Bowl. Because they had the whole the whole gang was back together, yeah. They had the the craziness with Antonio Brown at the very end of the season. Uh, that didn't help things. Could that have been a difference maker? Maybe, maybe. We'll never know, and nobody's ever going to care because once we get farther away 
from this season, Tom Brady's final season, you know, in five years from now, when he absolutely goes into the Hall of Fame, uh, it's going to be like, nobody's going to be like, yes, Tom Brady, who didn't win a Super Bowl and only made it to the divisional round of the playoffs in his final season with Tampa. Nobody's going to say that. There's he's Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. He won six in New England and then went to Tampa Bay. And then as an extra fuck you, he won he won a seventh without without Belichick, without the Patriots, without Kraft. He, I mean, that's that's a career. That's a couple careers, frankly. That's several careers. That's not even two. It's like, I don't know, it's like five different careers. There was like the first, the first Super Bowl was like, who's this Tom Brady guy? He's like. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe was uh, the guy. He was injured, and then it was he had to, you know, Tom Brady stepped in, and it's like, wow, look at this guy. He's pretty good. And uh, and then there was like, yeah, but it was uh, it was you know it was it was not fully a hundred percent Tom Brady's team at that point, but he still won the Super Bowl, had a great showing. It's like, woo, Tom Brady, man, this this sixth round pick out of nowhere is uh, Super Bowl champ. And then, and then, and then you know, the year later it was Tampa Bay and, and the Raiders, and it was like you know, there's the Gruden Bowl, and it's like, okay, I wonder what will the the Patriots are good? Will they? Is it everybody? I think really expected like this was going to be the the Eli Manning era of just like we're going to just keep seeing the they had that 2005 season that was like they were undefeated until the play or they. They they won they lost one in December. It was just a crazy. They went like fifteen and one or something. Uh it's still Brady. Brady. It's just gonna be nonstop Brady. Um, but then like two thousand three and two thousand four seasons, uh, the Panthers and then the the Eagles. It was like okay, Tom Brady. This is fucking. This is we're in like dynasty territory now. <laughs> He's got three. Uh I don't know what what makes it a dynasty. Is it three? Is it four? I feel like it's four. If you get four or more, that's that's a, you know the Patriots definitely have a a dynasty of of you know the, during that that twenty years of of Brady, um, and then and then they they have the undefeated season, which gets stomped on by Eli Manning, <laughs> the two thousand seven season, that was like okay, it's definitely good, and then. And then the the next year he got injured in the first game and it was like ah uh, might be is the mad this might be it. it might be coming to an end the in, you know losing in such a devastating way an undefeated season that is then defeated in the Super Bowl the the biggest game of the year is when you get your first loss and uh, by a New York team <laughs> by the Giants by Eli freaking Manning Eli Manning Patriots killer because then he did it again in 2012. And so it's like, all right, the Patriots, they made it back a couple times and then they lost, but they've got those three. Brady's got those three rings. That's pretty good. And then boom, Seattle, 2015, the 2014 season, the 2015 Super Bowl, win it two years later, Atlanta, the, the ultimate comeback of all time, 28-3 at the end of the third quarter. And then they come back and they win it in overtime. And then... Lose to the Eagles, okay, that sucks. And then they win against uh, against the Rams in 2019, and it's like shit. <laughs> that's that's like a few different careers. 
It really is. That's 20 years. Like nobody in the NFL, what's the, what's the average career of an NFL? It's like three to five years. I mean, obviously not quarterback has a, has a longer shelf life because you're, you were, the, the role is to be protected by your, uh, you know, defense and everything, you know, offensive line is to, to protect you. And, you know, you're supposed to just get rid of that ball to give it to somebody else who's that that's the guy who's going to get the shit kicked out of him who's just running as fast as he can into these these brick walls who are somehow human beings uh so yeah kicker and quarterback those you can have 20 year careers in those those roles cuz they're not in theory they're not getting as physical but certainly yeah Brady's he's been knocked around everybody's going to quarterbacks are going to get sacked they're going to get knocked around they're going to get banged up and bruised and all that and uh, to still be able to go for 22 seasons is unbelievable. Uh, so yeah, so so in in five years when he's uh, going into the Hall of Fame and they're hyping up like that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big one back like just like back in uh, whatever 2008 2009 when Jordan went into the Basketball Hall of Fame and that was a big deal and uh, when Madden went into the, the Hall of Fame that you know that was a was that 2006 maybe. Uh, and then, and then Brady's going to go in five years. So what's that? 27, 2027. He'll go into the hall of fame and nobody's going to be saying like, Oh, that last season, what a disappointment. No, no. Even his last season with the Patriots, they lost to the Titans in the playoffs. They were still in the playoffs. That's how, that's how Brady just changed the, <laughs> changed the, uh, changed the metric. You know, change, change moving the, the the measuring stick because he's so goddamn good that Tom Brady just getting to the playoffs is not enough. Tom Brady even just winning one or two in the playoffs is not enough. <laughs> and the Bucks came in. Who did they beat? They beat the Eagles, I think, right in the wild card weekend, and then lost to the Rams last week. Uh, you know, week and a half ago, and that's not enough. It's not enough for him, anyways, and for his fans who have become very, very spoiled. New England became very, very spoiled with Tom Brady. And now the last two seasons have been a dose of reality of having a team that looks like most of the other teams in the NFL at any given time where even even a potential to be in the playoffs. And the Patriots were in the play. I barely even remember that the Patriots were in the playoffs this year and got crushed by the Bills. And it's just like... And now nobody really cares. Nobody's hot because they're like, yeah, well, we didn't expect them to do anything. Last year with Cam Newton, we didn't expect much of anything to happen. This year with this Mac uh, Mac Jones, didn't expect anything. And then for a minute and a half, we were talking about, well, they might go to the Super Bowl. And then they went to the playoffs and they got, you know, they lost because they're not the best team. Um, just a Just a very good, slightly above average team. And slightly above average is colossal disappointment if you have Tom Brady. But we don't have Tom Brady, so Patriots fans are just like, ah, well, that sucks. We lost. We're we're still rebuilding. Still, still, you know, putting the pieces in place. So next year we're just going to get better. And then the year after that, you know, whereas if it was Brady, it's like, ah, Brady, you need to retire. You need to leave. You need to go. We couldn't even win the playoff. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Because nothing, anything less than just winning the Super Bowl was is not enough. Because Tom Brady has set that standard so high, it's just unbelievable. Teddy Bruschi, you did your job better than anyone ever has. Well done, my friend. Teddy Bruschi. <laughs> 
13-year ESPN analyst, 13-year New England player. Teddy Bruschi playing for the New the Patriots seems to me like a million years ago. And, of course, he won several Super Bowls with Brady. It's just unreal when you think about – when I think about that 20 years ago, I was sitting in that TGI Fridays with my – my sexy hot girlfriend at the time, who's now my sexy hot wife, and uh, it was a it was a little snowstorm, and I was still on break from college, so I didn't have. I think it was a Sunday night. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, if it was that playoff, it must have been a Sunday. Uh, so we're sitting at TGI Fridays. The parking lot's pretty much empty. There's like five other people in the restaurant. They're all at the bar watching the game. We were sitting at a table having food. I didn't give a shit about football did not i mean i didn't even it got to the point like i watched the super bowls i watched all the super bowls that the buffalo bills were in the first super bowl that i really paid attention to was the one against the giants in 91 and then i watched them lose to the washington and then the cowboys and and then i just kind of like i'd watch cowboys and steal like i didn't care i just didn't care at all I barely cared about the commercials, let alone the game or even the halftime. And and so all of a sudden I'm sitting there and watching this playoff game in in New England, in, in the snow, against the Raiders. It's snowing just as hard there as it was uh, where we were in New York. And just made, you know, the snow is just such great. It's such fun for TV, for watching football. Uh, it's just heavy, thick snow. And it's like, oh, this is – and I kept looking at this game. I'm like, this is a close game. They just – this is – this is what football's like because I'm used to the Super Bowl. In all the Super Bowls I watched, there was one good one. That was the Giants-Bills Super Bowl, which was awesome, especially because I won because I, I, I bet f- my dad bet me that the Bills would win. I said the Giants would win, and, and I won. I won 40 bucks. Uh, and then and then I got in bed after the game, and then my dad came in to say goodnight, and he's like, you know, son, gambling is wrong. Don't. That was, that was great. This is such a sweet guy. <laughs> and I didn't I haven't really gambled much since. So 30 years later, I guess the I guess the pep talk worked. I once I would get my comeuppance. Oh, not my comeuppance. I would get the universe would get its comeuppance, I guess. Because uh about 10 years later, I would be in Atlantic City with my sexy hot girlfriend who's now my sexy hot wife and um playing the uh, the slot machines and we went to the high rollers room because they said well, I think you can get free drinks and sure enough you can go to the high rollers room and you can get free drinks and I said look if we just pace ourselves we can get a lot of free drinks and spend us a, a minimal amount of money on these slots and we can really get shit faced for like nothing and then leave because you know nobody's ever thought of that scheme before and obviously the fact that they have this high rollers room still with free drinks and these $5 slots, yeah, yeah, that plan always works for everybody. So we went to the high rollers room and I lost $40, <laughs> which would bother me today uh, where I'm at a point in my life where I can easily get another $40 <laughs> very easily. Um, and... Uh, but back in 2001, I, I, $40 wasn't easy to come by. And 
the fact that I saw that $40 just disappear and I ordered a Long Island iced tea and I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to have like five of these before I even get to my next my next slot play. And then two seconds later, I'm like, what happened to all my money? It's gone. I'm not even finished with this drink. And I said, I, I can't gamble. Gambling's not for me. I, I'm, I'm finished. I'm ruined. $40. It's gone. Gone, I tell you. It's the end of my life. It's done. I'm done. I'm finished. It's over. I've got no hopes for the future. <laughs> so why, why did I bring that up? Um, oh, yeah, because my dad told me not to gamble. And I basically didn't, I, except for two trips that we took to Atlantic City back in 2001. In March and August of 2001, we went to Atlantic City and stayed at the something. I don't even remember. We stayed at the one hotel that didn't have a casino in it because it was like it was thirty five bucks a night. You go in March, go to Atlantic City in March, whatever you want, you can have it <laughs> for nothing. We thirty five dollars. We just we got in the. I remember I was yeah because I guess it was spring break for me probably must have been, and so we got in the car, and we had no idea where we were going to wind up. We were just going to drive. And then, like, I don't know, maybe we'll go to New York City. I had thought maybe we'll go to, like, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll go to Virginia Beach for the weekend. Why not? Why not drive all the way to Virginia? Uh, we go to Cape Cod. We go- <laughs> I didn't know where we were going to go. Um, we just started driving south, and then we saw signs for Atlantic City. And Kimmy said, yeah, I've been to Atlantic City. It's fun. I went with uh, friends before. I'm like, oh, I've never been. Let's do it. And we went and we found, uh, you know, they have all those little booklets at the at the rest areas where you can get, uh, you know, it just shows you the hotels and the rates and stuff. And we found this place. God, for the love of me, I can't remember the name of it. I, I doubt that it's even there anymore. But we went and, um, yeah, it was $35 a night. And the room that we had with the ocean view – it was like it was an apartment. I mean, we had a we had a couch, we had a a, a hot tub, and and in that time, and we had a smoking room too. And we were both smokers at the time. I remember the two of us just sitting in the in the bathtub in the hot tub, watching kids in the hall in the middle of the afternoon. It was snowing outside. It was a gloomy, snowy day in Atlantic City, and just looking out over the ocean, sitting in the bathtub, eating. I like milkshakes and burgers that we got from room service. And just thinking we paid $35 a night for this fucking palace. It was great. It was the greatest. Um, and did a little bit of gambling. I was in film school at the time. So I had my, I had my uh, super eight uh, camera and I got up early and I got an awesome time-lapse a film super eight time-lapse of the sunrise, the sun coming up over Atlantic city. And it was incredible. I have it. I converted it to VHS. I have it somewhere. It's, it was great. So it was like I got I got school project stuff done. We had a relaxing. It was just fun. I didn't. It's great. It was just a great time. Anyway, <laughs> but I that was it for me for gambling. Oh, and then you know what? In 2018, I was in Omaha, and one of the weeks that I stayed there, I stayed. Uh, it was. Uh, I don't know, right across the state line in Iowa. And it was some casino. And the hotel, I, so the last day that I was there, I finished up work and I said, eh, all right. I've, I had, uh, it was my last night 
in the hotel. I said, ah, last time here. Hopefully I'll never be back. Let's go, let's go check out the slot machine. So I cashed in like a, I don't know, like a $20, $20 bill maybe. Got some of the coins to feed into the slots. And I ended up, uh, I don't know, I ended up making like 35 bucks. So now I got my, I, I almost recouped my money from the $40 from Atlantic City. And I said, okay, that's close enough. Close enough to even. I th- and that's good. That's good enough for me. I'm just I'm not the not the gambling type. But anyways, uh back to the Super Bowl. I remember watching those Super Bowls, the first the Giants Bills Super Bowl winning 40 bucks from my dad. That was like, wow, football's exciting. And then all the ones after that were such duds with the Bills in them. They just got destroyed. And then after that I just didn't care. It was like, yeah, Dallas, then it's like Dallas and Pittsburgh. And then like uh Green Bay and New England and uh, the 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 Broncos game the two the two wins uh, Broncos over somebody Broncos beat the Packers I think and then they beat the Falcons and then it's like Titans Rams and then I didn't watch any of those and then just I was in college and I watched uh, 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 Baltimore and uh, and the New York Giants and that was a crap game too that just was a terrible game. I'm like, I don't know why I watched this. These even watch the Super Bowl. These games suck. But I didn't realize like the Super Bowl is not the place to go where you want to see a good football game. Once in a while, you'll get a really good fo- uh, football game at the Super Bowl, but not not all the time. That's not guaranteed. Uh, so then, when I was sitting there watching Brady watching this, uh, the Tuck Rule game is what it was. The, the, the Patriots and, and Raiders, and I'm like, this is this is exciting. This is what football can be like. And they sometimes they play in the they don't play all the games in in Miami or New Orleans or Phoenix or Los Angeles. They play in other or Dallas. They play in other places too. That actually like oh they play in their town. Oh I see. So if it's snowing, if it's snowing, they just play in the snow. Well that's fun. And so it got me super into football. It's super into watching sports. Super into watching the Patriots. This Tom Brady kid's like wow this dude's for real. But thinking back like oh my god. The stories that I'm telling you of going to Atlantic City in 2001 don't even seem like it was in my – it doesn't even seem like that happened to me. It's so – I'm so detached from that reality of just like I'm in college and I've got nothing else to do except my schoolwork. And then when I'm not doing schoolwork, I can do any fucking thing that I want to do. And so let's just drive to Atlantic City and spend my girlfriend's money because she's the one with the job. (laughs) Although the 40 bucks was my money. I worked all summer at Target. <laughs> and had just a few bucks to take back with me to college. And I blew 40 on the friggin' slot machines. God. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that seems not even like part of my reality. It's It's crazy. And so to think that Tom Brady was playing football in the NFL back then and he just was still playing football uh seven eight nine days ago ten days ago <laughs> nine days ago and 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 now and if he had won he would have been playing two days ago and if he had won those games he'd be playing in two weeks from now and it's crazy just to think that that has all like his career 
when I think about basically, you know, like you do, you associate everything with yourself. How does that impact my life? And I think about Tom Brady's career, where I was when Tom Brady's career started as I was halfway through college. And, and now it's like, wow, a couple things are different. I suppose. Now I have a kid who's 12 who's a huge Tom Brady fan. And I realized that my 12-year-old wasn't even really a Patriots fan because once Tom Brady left the Patriots uh, and went to Tampa Bay, I was like, oh, yeah, you want to watch the Patriots game? Like, nah, I don't really care. I'd, I'd rather watch Tom Brady. I'm like, okay, well, you want to watch the Buccaneers game, Tom Brady? Yeah, okay. It's like, oh, my God, like my 12-year-old. And my 12-year-old, who, if you told me when I was 21 – like, hey, this Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl here. Uh, you're you and your <laughs> you're going to have uh, a kid who will be uh, 11 years old watching Tom Brady win his seventh ring. Like, what? I'll have a child someday. That's preposterous. <laughs> and I'll I'll be decent enough as a parent that they'll they'll live to be 11 and even beyond that. What? I'm going to be able to keep kids alive somehow. I can't even water a plant. It's just it's just wild what his whole career is. I mean, that's you know you're not going to have that again. I can't imagine. Even if I live to be 100, I I mean, you really think there's going to be somebody else that comes along <laughs> especially that's us that's like, you know, one of the one of the last picks in the draft ends up being the best quarterback of all time that wins seven Super Bowls in two different places and still retires at 45 looking like they're good enough to just come back and play for another five years. Like having everybody thinking like that, this dude could actually play when he's 50. Yeah, I don't know. I, could you see it though? Like Tom Brady has not known what it's like to be, uh, you know, just a, a, a domesticated <laughs> domesticated being you know a man about the house yeah sure he gets a little taste of it but it's it's all the schedule the routine is so tight and so regimented he's never known what it's like to just be home and not saying okay i can i can take a little bit of time you know vacation with the family for a week or two enjoy a little bit of the off season and then it's like back to business man and this is going to be the first time. And I I do wonder. <laughs> you know, you tend to wonder, like, eh, could he get uh, especially, you know, it'll be nice, like, winter. Florida, when you're in Florida in January and February and March, it's great. Nobody, nobody is in Florida in January, February, March saying, oh, my God, why do I live in Florida? Trust me, I lived in Florida during a few January, February marches, and every time I was like, oh, this is, I miss the snow, but man, this is fucking awesome. This is just like cool temps at night. This is, it's like, you know, it's like June. It's like May and June everywhere else. Where you, you can actually open the windows. You can enjoy everybody on the news. Oh, the blizzard has gripped the, you know, whatever. Midwest blizzard uh, cripples the entire uh, – it's like we're just sitting there and it's like a little breezy and the palm trees are sweating. It's a good time in Florida. January, February, March is a is a great – or any of those places. Phoenix, Palm Springs, like any of those just notoriously hot places, when you go there in the winter, they're just spectacular. Uh, 
So, Tom, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I can't imagine. I mean, he's not a guy who's going to sit still for long anyways. But am I, am I saying that I think Tom Brady, after a year or even a few months of retire, and when I say retired, like, I consider it to be, you know, my parents were teachers and they retired. And, you know, people would ask them, uh, I would ask, you know, how does it feel? Like, well, I don't know, because this is just summer vacation anyways. And, and you say like, yeah, when it's when we're into like September and October and I'm not having to, you know, grade papers and do lesson plans and all this stuff like then then we'll see how retirement is. And I think for Brady, it might be the same thing. Like you get to the, you know, the off season is the off season. I guarantee you he's going to do the same shit in the off season after retiring as he uh, as he would do any other year. And then he's going to get to July. That's the thing to me is he'll get to July training camp preseason. And it's going to be the first one since he was like, what, 21? <laughs> that he's not going to be doing all of those things. Then I think it'll – and I'm not saying that that's, he's going to just jump up and be like, I'm unretiring. I need football. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. And they, yeah, he might want to, they might want him out of the house and he might want to be out of, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, anyways, uh, it's all good though. So there it is. That's the end of an era. It's official, officially official. No more Tom Brady. Oh, uh, well, that's sad. It is sad. It's just like in a, in a way that's sort of bigger than football to me. It's like, oh man, that was, and also that was, as I've mentioned before, I don't know if there's any other <laughs> – I can't think of any other players in the National Football League that are older than I am. I'm sure there's somebody. I'm sure there's a kicker who's maybe a, a few months older than me or something, maybe. But this is – you know, these last five <laughs> – these last five, six years, it's like, okay, well, there's still, you know, Peyton's older than I am and this guy – this one's a little bit older and this one's my age and now it's just like, oh, fuck. Now the now the coach of the Rams is like five years younger than me. <laughs> what what the fuck? Uh, so, all right, that's it. That's the end of Tom Brady. The career, uh, unlike any other, has officially come to an end. Tom Brady makes it official on his Instagram. He's done. Thanks for the memories. It's been a great ride, and uh, I hope he does good stuff. You know, obviously the guy's gonna remain busy. He's hyping up all his brands and stuff. I don't give a shit about that. I'm not paying seventy five dollars for a hat that says TB twelve or whatever on it. Uh, not a chance. Or a two hundred and fifty dollars sweatshirt and Brady TB so forth. I, I'm not that big of a fan. Sorry, pal. <laughs> I'll root for you, but uh, no, it's, I'm not going on to. Sorry. Tell you what, I'll buy something from your store. You buy uh, everything from my store. Birthday, which is birthdayboyshop.com, of course. Uh, so anyway, who knows? What's I, I like I can't I can't picture him. I just can't picture him doing I can't picture him as a coach. I just I don't know. I don't know why. I just I feel like he I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. I can't picture him doing the coach thing. I just think that would be too rigorous. And uh, I 
I almost I can't really even picture him doing almost like Brett Favre. Like Favre retired, and you you don't really get much of Favre. Yeah, you get him uh, you know on his tractor in a Wrangler jeans commercial or something. Uh, but I think that's what Brett Favre he wanted to do: retire and, and sit on the tractor and mow the lawn, throw the football within his Wrangler jeans in the in the backyard. Um, you know, and then you've got Peyton who figured out like. His stuff, which is he's, you know, he wants to be a little more on the entertainment side of things. So he's got his his ESPN Plus show, which is fun to watch. And he, you know, Saturday Night Live, he was just on last week, actually. Um, and that was pretty funny. Uh, that was actually very funny. One of the few funny moments of that episode. I don't know. I had some taffy. I, I, I don't know. Uh, had to rewind it a few times because I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't concentrate. <laughs> uh, and he does his – the best thing I think that Manning does is the, the Manning brothers doing Monday Night Football. I, I think – I don't know if it, this is the first year they did it, I believe. Did they do it last year? I don't remember. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the, uh, if, if the ratings on ESPN2 eventually get to be higher than the actual football broadcast because that's fun. I loved even the wild card game that they had a couple weeks ago. I was so happy, like, oh, good, we get one more, one more time with the Manning boys uh, watching the game and and just talking about the game and talking about whatever and having you know the Rock was on for several segments and you know they had they had Brady on at least once, maybe a couple times. You know they have they have big names to join them as guests. It's just like this is fun. I like this, um, but I don't I don't know. I I mean. Yeah, Brady hosted SNL once, and he was he was good. I just it's hard to see. Like I I, I feel like Brady will be more of a uh, a behind the scenes. He's just gonna have his brands like a Tiger Woods kind of thing. You know, Tiger Woods isn't gonna be you know sitting next to Jim Nance in the broadcast booth or anything like that. Uh, he's not gonna be on ESPN. You know, breaking down the <laughs> breaking down the Masters. Uh, you know, he's just I can't see him doing that. I can see him just. Occasionally posting something on Instagram, occasionally showing up here and there, and mostly just like, yeah, doing his thing. I don't know. It's he's he's an enigma in that way. I don't know. I don't know what I could see Tom Brady doing. Uh, but either way, let me just can I just tell you I'm very jealous. I mean, it's you know you see the finished product. Obviously, you don't see all the work that goes into it, and I can't imagine for 22 years what it must have been like staying at that level for that not even staying at that level going up a few levels in the in the in the uh, in the autumn of his career in the twilight of his career uh i can't imagine the work that goes into that it's got to be just un, unparalleled i mean truly uh so what am, what am i trying to say but i'm i'm just jealous whenever i see somebody retiring from a professional sport who's been doing it for a long time and you you kind of do some quick math in your head and you think oh my god he's just got more money than than you could know what to do with i'm even this morning i'm jealous of the wordle guy it was just announced yesterday that uh, that wordle which the guy's last name is wardle <laughs> which i thought was really funny so wardle so, who invented wordle sold wordle to the new york times and a lot of people are unhappy about that because they're like, oh, what's New York Times going to do with this? Are they gonna, you know, what are they going to do to monetize it and put it behind a paywall and this and that? Which I don't think they will. I think, I think Wordle, classic Wordle as it's known where you get a different puzzle every day at midnight, I think that'll probably stick around if I would 
if I were to guess. Um, but I think you'll get an option to have, uh, you know, different features. You know, right now there's a free version of, you know, not the official Wordle, but there's one where you can you can play as many. It just keeps regenerating words. You can do four-letter words, five, up to, I think, 11 or 12-letter words. I was doing some 11-letter words and doing quite well, surprisingly. <laughs> I, I was pretty pleased with myself because I don't know what... I, I always feel like there's like maybe a dozen five letter words, even though there's what there's there's hundreds of thousands probably, and uh, I feel like for twelve letter or eleven letter words, I'm like there can only be what four or five of these. How many can there be? Um, and then there's a there's a there's kind of a porn version that's called Loodle, and uh, I tweeted about it, and then the inventor of Loodle. Because I, I mentioned I play boner on Wordle. That's my first word. I play boner every time. And so when I first tried Loodle, I played boner and it wasn't the word. And I tweeted and I said, I like this game. I just wish – I said, when is, when is boner going to be the word on any of these things? And then the inventor of Loodle <laughs> responded and said it was literally the first word in the first game. I'm like, oh, well, you should have called me then. Uh, but I'm sure it will come back. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but, uh, but, but the guy, the guy sold it for, they said low seven figures. So, eh, it's probably somewhere between uh, one and 3 million. Not a, not a huge, huge chunk of money. Probably not enough to like totally retire, but certainly enough to be very comfortable, uh, to take a little time off and just enjoy. Uh, so good for him. Good for him. If he sold it for three, I, I hope it's closer to three, four, five, you know, they say low seven figures. So hopefully that's around three, three, four million maybe. Uh, so I hope that, um, I hope it was about that. So he'll, he'll end up with, uh, you know, one and a half, maybe two million after taxes and everything. And uh, depending on what the, what the total amount was. And that's pretty good. That's a hell of a lot more than I have. <laughs> That could that could make me very happy. That could make it so that I could just I could just work at Barnes and Noble for the rest of my life and just do nothing, just just to have the benefits and then just dick around. And yeah, if I don't like it, I just literally walk out the door and never come back. That's that's a pretty nice place to be. I'm jealous of that guy. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it's nice because every week I wake up and I say, "Oh, I'm retiring this week." And I just have to make it to Friday, and then my re- and then I'm done. And it's a very it, make, it makes a very hard reality on Sunday night and Monday morning when I realize I'm very much not retired or anywhere close to it. But it does get me through the week when I say, "Okay, it's it's Tuesday, it's lunchtime on Tuesday. Hey, I made it through Monday. I never have to do another Monday again. Tuesday's almost over. Just got to get through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I'm I'm on Easy Street, baby. Retirement City. Here we come." <laughs> Oh, man. And then the harsh reality sets in. So anyway, hey, good for Tom Brady. There has literally uh, not been another thing on the on the news. Uh, Boston 25 News goes till 11 o'clock on weekdays. And for the last, uh, whenever the, the news came out, um, it's been nothing but Brady. I don't, even, I don't even think they cut over to the weather. This is the time where you're supposed to be getting the forecast. It's usually, uh, you know, at quarter after and quarter of is when they do the Shiri comes in and does the, the full seven-day forecast and the whole thing. They're not even doing the forecast. It's nothing but Brady. 
It's a little annoying because I'd like to see the damn forecast. But it's probably, eh, I'm sure Cheery Spears doesn't mind. Like, okay, I'll just sit here. If you need me to pop in for one last look at the weather, fine. But otherwise, I'll just, I'll just relax. Go take a nice long shit. I don't know. I don't know what they do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, God. It's Tuesday. Hey, we got uh, tickets to go see the Ice Castles in Woodstock, New Hampshire. Every year, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. This is our seventh winter in New Hampshire. And every year since we moved here, I've asked the kids, hey, you want to go see the ice castles? Want to go see its pretty lights and everything? It's really cool. Oh, yeah, it'd be fun. And then, I, and then A, it's impossible to book a time. It's like there's no times available. There's nothing available. And then, and then by the time I... Think about it. It's the end of March, and I see the thing. Oh, ice castles are closed for the year. All done. All melted. No. Uh, but now, evidently, they have ice castles up in Lake George in New York because I've seen some friends posting about it. And you don't, I don't, you don't see a lot about the ice castles in New Hampshire because, like, everybody's been there, been there, done that, and except for us. And uh, and so now I've got a number of friends posting their their pictures of the their trips to the ice castles up in Lake George which are identical to the ones in New Hampshire and I said, "Oh yeah, we've got those too. I got to get up to the ice castles." So we booked our we booked our uh, time or whopping 30 minutes of time with the ice castles this Saturday and uh and that should be fun. That'll be something to do, get out of the house, go for a little well, a little road trip up to the mountains. See the ice castles, you know, maybe we'll get up there a little bit early, try to get some dinner. I don't know, but I'm excited. I'm excited for what the ice castles have in store. Uh, I just wish I had sold Wordle for a couple million so I could could go to the ice castles and then uh, not worry about the next day being Sunday because I don't have to get up Monday and do anything. That would be, that would be the ultimate dream. Oh, someday, what I just think, put your, use your noodle. They got to come up with something, something that's as good as Wordle, something that's as good as a jump to conclusions mat that has different conclusions on it that you jump to. I just have to think of that idea. You know what idea I had in 2002 for a, because uh, I was, I was like, for, somehow I was one credit shy of, of graduating. So I had to take a summer, you know, it was, I thought it was the end of the world. Like, I'm not going to graduate ever. It's like, no, just fucking take a class and you'll, you're done. And just transfer it in. I'm like, oh. So I found this online business class uh, that I took at Schenectady County Community College for, I think it was one credit. It was the easiest class ever. But you had to, I mean, you had to do some reading. There was work, it was, but it was all online, which was great. So there was no, like, class discussion or anything. And in 2002, the technology, you know, it wasn't like we had, could go and do a Zoom, you know, do a virtual thing or anything like that. So it was just... You know, there'd be notes on the site and you could, you know, you'd submit your homework onto the thing and then that's it. So for my final project, you had to submit a proposal for uh, for an idea of of a business or a product or something. And so I came up with the idea of the CD buddy. And it was very simple. Uh, Just a, a little, you know, the nub that's in the CD jewel case that the center of the CD is attached to. Um. It was just one of those on a suction cup that you could put on your dashboard because, you know, when you when you used to have CDs and you got the big giant CD wallet and you're driving and you want to switch CDs 
and you got to open the wallet and you got to find where the CD, the CD that you want, and you pull that out. But then you have to get the CD that you you need to take out of the disc player, and you don't want to get the you don't want to touch the CD onto your gross car or have it fall on the floor or anything. So I thought, oh great, I'll invent this thing with a suction cup that has a little CD thing on it. And so when you take the CD out of the out of the disc player, out of the CD player in your car, you just put the little CD, you pop it onto the thing. That way you don't have to worry about it falling on the floor and you can then you can get the CD that you want and put it in there. And so that way you have like a nice little, you know, little on deck rotation, so to speak. And, uh, and you don't have to worry about like, you know, having a CD in one hand and having a CD in the other hand and you're, you're driving with your knees and all this stuff. And I think that, that would have actually like, I could have, I could have really moved some units, I think on that one. If I had a little made for, you know, as seen on TV store, as seen on TV commercial, I could have, could have probably done okay. And that was the time to do it because it was still, yeah, they had MP3 players, but you're still like, you're still two years away from iTunes. Uh, you're still, you know, you're still a f- a f- several years away from the iPod becoming like a big thing. You're still five years away from an iPhone. You're close to 10 years away from iPhones being in everyone's hand. So that would have been the time, the, the, the final moments of this, you know, 2002 to like 2008, like the, the end of the CD. And I could have, I could have cashed in on that, I think. And now I can't because who's, who's using CDs? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. Um, although I guess uh, Neil Young fans, <laughs> maybe Joni Mitchell, um, which I feel like those people were just playing them on CD, anyways. All right, I gotta go. Uh, yeah, the CD buddy, the the million dollar, <laughs> my million dollar nest egg that never was. Uh, oh, curse you, laziness! All right, hey, Tom Brady's done. And so am I. Congrats to Tom Brady. And congrats to me for this stellar podcast. Until next time, go to birthdayboyshop.com and make me a millionaire. Later, Gators.